Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. The podcast for not only diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. My name is Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor for reviewing the brew for Fansided and one of the founders of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast, where you can find all the work we do on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. We tweet a lot about the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers. Not joining me, as always, is my good buddy Trevor, aka Sunshine Bender. He is working third shift tonight, so I'm recording this late Sunday night here. I think he works like an 11.30 to 6 a.m. shift, so his sleep schedule is is all screwed up uh, thanks to COVID here. Trevor and I both work in healthcare, but we're, we're shuffling around. We're not doing our normal job duties as a result of the virus, so being deployed in other areas, doing screenings and working really weird hours, but still working. That is the important part. So I would like to apologize. It has been a long time since we have recorded a podcast on any of our Wisconsin sports teams. For me, I think it was just because once I realized COVID was a reality and not only sports being taken away, but everyday life being impacted, I just, I don't know, I kind of shut sports out because there wasn't much to do and I wasn't really interested in learning about historic teams at the time because that's about all you can really talk about when there are no actual live sports and I was kind of sick of hearing about the virus and had a lot going on with work working as an athletic trainer um, my life revolves around sports in which high schools are no longer doing that so been shuffling around having to do a lot of different work as I mentioned earlier got married had to do that virtually with the presence of my pastor Trevor his girlfriend and then obviously Bryce my now wife and I just the five of us in the church uh, while the rest of it was live streamed over Facebook so really interesting experience one we're definitely not gonna forget and how many virtual weddings uh, is the rest of my family going to be able to attend? So uh, definitely a weird experience for everyone involved, but hopefully we'll be able to celebrate in July when when the world's normal again, which is when our venue pushed back to. But enough about COVID. Let's, let's move on to some brewer news because while it's kind of scarce, there are some things to kind of talk about. So Today we'll talk about the possible realignment and what a division may look like if this whole playing in May and Arizona League works out. And then I'll kind of talk about what I think the five craziest things are going to happen, not only to the Brewers, but in baseball in general, if there's a shortened season, if there's no season, um, just kind of what the impacts of COVID are, the top five craziest things for me anyway. So I briefly hinted at it. First up is the fact that 
MLB is talking about having baseball in May in Arizona, which has a lot of hurdles to overcome, obviously, because when the players union met a few weeks ago, they said, you know, we don't want to play if there are no fans, if there are still travel bans, it needs to be perfectly safe and for everyone to play and whatnot. And for one, I don't see any of those being lifted by May, but you know, what do I know? And for two, you know, it's like, what if a player gets infected with the virus, then you have to shut the league down or shut the team down or place them on a two-week COVID injured list, whatever they're calling it these days. I I don't know. And think about it. If From what I've read and understand, everyone is going to play this league in Arizona. It's not like spring training where some would go to Florida, some would go to Arizona. So like, sure, you know, some housing and connections are set up for teams there, but only half the teams are in Arizona, right? So that's still a big jump. And think about the production that goes into a baseball game. You have a lot of workers there. You have to get cameramen there. You have to get umpires. And yeah, that's a lot of lot of moving pieces in which seems like the world wants to avoid is people moving around right now. So... I remain pretty skeptical in the fact that we will have baseball in May. It's I like that MLB's entertaining ideas, and I don't want to say they're giving me hope because it certainly isn't, but I think they're going to do whatever they can to get some sort of season in this year. I don't think it's going to happen in May, but it will hopefully, hopefully happen at some point, you know, even if they have to play until Thanksgiving or Christmas and do the World Series at a neutral site, <coughs> Miller Park. <laughs> uh, who knows? Probably not Miller Park. But we'll see what they do end up with. But it was leaked out on the Twitterverse from at Talking Baseball that there was maybe a leak or someone came up with some MLB division realignments. So we'll go through the Brewers division here first because it's really interesting. They would be, according to Talking Baseball, in the Cactus League Northwest Division. So it would be the Brewers, the Padres, the Mariners, the Rangers, and the Royals. So you take a look at that list. Royals, bottom of the division. Padres, bottom of their division. Rangers, Mariners, ah, you never know with them. Some They have some good years. They got some really terrible years, but they've... At least in the last five years, haven't put together a lot of success in regular season or even postseason. So that division is really favorable, I think, for the Brewers. If this were to happen, like if the if the same rules apply in scheduling, where you play more of your division opponents, then that I don't want to say it's a cakewalk, but it certainly plays out to the Brewers' favor when you have a lot in these bottom tier teams that you would have to face more times than the other teams. Uh, Again, if the division rules still apply in this realignment. And it's kind of, you know, weird because there is no NL central team in there. Obviously you kind of get a team from a different division in kind of every, every grouping or new division alignment here. So the NL central is scattered all the way throughout. So you take a look at some of the other divisions. The Reds would be in the Cactus League West division. So they'd have the Dodgers, White Sox, Indians, Angels. Wow. That would be a hell of a, of a division. That oof. The Reds, for who spent a lot of money, I would not be happy as a Reds fan with that. You have your work cut out for you. 
The Cubs they have in the Northeast Division, so it's Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies, A's. Not too bad if you're a Cubs fan, really. I mean, the A's are going to be good, you would think. The Rockies have potential. They really sucked last year, but it was just in 2018 we're playing them in the NLDS, and there weren't weren't a whole lot of changes offensively anyway, so they still have all those pieces in there. The Diamondbacks got better over the over the offseason. The Giants, uh, not really. Taking a look at the Grapefruit League, finding some other division NL Central teams in there. The Cardinals are in the Grapefruit East, so they would be paired with the Nationals, the Astros, the Mets, and the Marlins. Not bad if you're a Cardinals fan. I like your, I like your chances. You so you got to compete with the Astros and the Nationals, and I mean them. You got to compete with what's left of the Mets pitching staff. <laughs> Seems how most of them had Tommy John already, but. I wouldn't be too upset about that as a Cardinals fan. And then the Pirates are in the Great North. So they have the Tigers, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, and the Yankees. Pirates, yeah, they suck. They don't stand a chance anyway. And, of course, the only division I am missing here, which there is no NL Central team in, is the Grapefruit South. It has the Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Rays, and Orioles. So, again, this is all hypothetical, and it's a possibility of one of probably thousands of scenarios that they have considered. I, you know, I think this is just something somebody put out there for fun because I've seen other great baseball minds out there saying anyone who knows anything is full of shit. This is basically what they said. Cause <laughs> you can't predict how this virus is going to go. And you know, that's kind of my take on it. It's cool to get into what could be, but I, I'm not going to, hold and cross my fingers that this sort of division realignment is going to happen and we're going to have baseball in May. So, you know, that kind of kind of turns you to, will they have a hundred game season? Will they have, you know, a, like a round Robin type tournament, depending, you know, if we don't play until like September, who knows? I do think it is interesting that the Brewers current, roster stands at 29 players and there's been lots of talk from lots of different sources about when baseball does come back they will have expanded rosters of 29 so I think that may have been something they were told to do for now obviously roster transactions are paused due to the virus but you know we'll see we'll see what they end up doing if they can try and get close to 162 game season doubtful um if they're going to have to play at neutral sites, we'll see. We'll keep stay in tune for that. And once we have something definitive, then we can kind of dive into it. But I thought this division realignment was at least worth visiting for now. So I'm going to transition next into the top five craziest things that could happen during this baseball season. Whether it's either to the Brewers or to someone else in the MLB. Um, and again, I, this is assuming that... I, there is no assumptions really because I made some of these predictions off a hundred game season, off no season. So I'll just make sure I clarify. So number five, the top five craziest thing is we could see some really cool stats. I mean, you take a look at last year, a hundred games into the season, Christian Yelich had a slash line of 337, 436, 721. 1.157 and at that time through 100 games he hit 34 home runs <laughs> so absolutely incredible uh, i do not have mike mistox's numbers 
uh, the top of my head here, but I know he had like 25 home runs before the All-Star break last year, which is roughly 85-ish games into the regular season. So even if there is a shortened season of 100 games, you're still going to see some 30 home run club players. Christian Yelch would hopefully be one of them as well for, hey, he did it last year. On the flip side, on the pitching side of things, think back to, again, last year, 100 games in, so this is 20 starts for a starting pitcher at the 100 100 game mark, Zach Davies had an ERA of 2.79. Wouldn't that be something to see a Brewers pitcher finish, in quotations, a season with an ERA under three? (laughs) That would be cool. Um, Sure, Zach Davies technically would have done it last year um of course he faded down the stretch so i mean that would be the cool part of the hunter game season like if you got a guy who's hot they can usually sustain that for a while and then sure they might lose some steam later in the season but when a hunter games a lot of guys can have a lot of success during that time frame it can also go the other way like i was looking up some of lorenzo Cain's stats from 2018 he had a i think it was like a 30 like a mid, a low to mid 310s batting average. So I was like, oh, I wonder what he was at 100 games in. And it was like 280. So he got stronger after the 100 game mark. So again, just kind of evidence that that goes both ways. Thinking of the Brewers' new additions, Justin Smoke in 2017, his 100 game stats, he had 25 home runs and a 297 batting average, which is obviously well above what he does on average for his career, seeing how his batting average is 231 for a career average. So the fact he was at 297 100 games in shows that he has the ability to, yeah, he can put together a streak of 100 games where he plays out of his mind. For If you look later into that 2017 season, he finished with a 270 average. So again, kind of dropped off after that 100-game mark. But the possibility of a shortened season, yeah, it kind of sucks. You're not going to see many like 100 RBI guys or anything like that. But you might see some really high batting averages, some really high OPSs, and you're still going to get some of those guys with 30-plus homers or pitchers with ERAs under three heck you know maybe in the good ones under under two do you, I mean I wouldn't doubt it so we do have the possibility to see some really cool stuff in a slightly less limited sample size than what we're used to number four the top fourth craziest thing is no matter what we're gonna lose a year of club control on key players Josh Hader Keston here are the two biggest ones that come to mind It's Josh Hader's first arbitration year, and the Brewers won the case at $4.1 million is what he paid this year. And MLB has said already, if there is no season, then whatever his service time was last year, which was a full season, that's what he'll get charged with again. Um, So Keston Hero, however many days of service he had last year, that would go in effect for the 2020 season, and we would lose kind of with them pre-arbitration years for him. So you know that if you take a look at these two players in particular kind of plays to the Brewers favor in terms of Kesson Hira right because he spent a lot of time in the minors and he was likely going to get a full season in the majors this year pending any sort of major slump or Travis Shaw type dealing so he would not have as much service time this year if there was no season but yeah, you're still missing out on Kesson here at play, which obviously sucks. Josh Hader, 
I don't know who's favored. This has to play to the Brewers' favor as well because it kind of leads to the question of how is the arbitration or, heck, even free agent process going to work next winter if there is no season? Are they going to have to redo money contracts or is Josh Hader just going to get paid $4.1 million next year too? I don't know how that would be handled. He obviously would... That would be another year of arbitration gone, like I said, losing another year of club control, but the Brewers likely wouldn't have to increase his salary if there was no season. And again, if there is a shortened season and he posts like a ridiculous under one ERA or does something crazy, how much does that increase his arbitration value and how much will he get paid? I, I don't know how much of that is all going to play a factor because obviously the stats are going to be skewed no matter what um, when it comes terms to paying these guys next year and free agency and whatnot. Top third craziest thing, we're going to go to the division. So again, this is assuming there is no division realignment in this one, but if you take a look at the NL Central over the last three years, the team who won the division had an average winning percentage of 57%. So if we have a 100-game season, 57 games could win you the NL Central, theoretically, if there is no realignment. Of course, other divisions have higher winning percentages, but the NL Central is always, you never know who's going to win it. So 57%, 57 games would probably be your target if there was a 100-game season, seeing how that was the average over the last three years. So... Sure, it would be the smallest smallest uh, m- wins for an NL Central team probably ever, but the winning percentage is right there, so um, that would be kind of interesting to see if, if there is a 100-game season, how close that 57 is to that as well. Second craziest thing, this one really kind of bums me out, Ryan Braun's career may be over, right? If there is no season, they're gonna, most likely not going to, tender him is like 20 million or however much he's owed next year is he going to come back and play again is he going to take a pay cut these are things we don't know we may have already seen ryan bronze last at bat as a brewer and in case you're wondering it was a soft ground out to anthony rendon in the wild card game which just irritates me it was a dumb way for ryan Braun to go out and end his career if this is how it happens but we just don't know so that one really bums me out. Hashtag Ryan Braun forever. We better have baseball this year because I want to see him play some more. And number one, the number one craziest thing that could happen this year, Mookie Betts could never play a game for the Dodgers. <laughs> Just think about that. The Dodgers gave away so many pieces to acquire him from the Red Sox. And by so many, I mean it wasn't really a ton because he's a rental player essentially for this whole year. But they still gave away a good good amount of players. But he might never play for them. I, it doesn't sound didn't sound like he wanted to stay in Los Angeles after this year. And he might never take an at bat, at least a meaningful one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if he played in spring training or not. But he could never play for the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers traded for him and gave up players to the Red Sox who will likely contribute for them in future years. So crazy stuff happening as a result of COVID here. So that is my top five craziest things that could happen. I'd like to hear yours or give your, give me your thoughts on mine. Um, 
again, just kind of weird, interesting stuff to think about in this time. So we will try to get back to podcasting weekly as we had been for, you know, if it was in the season, we'd be coming out two times a week or whenever series are ending. But I think we're going to stick with once a week for now, get back in the groove of things, maybe get some guests on here and try and find some content to keep us all sane because I know I'm going stir crazy without sports and and like to hear and listen to things even if there isn't any live sports to be analyzing. So until next time, I'll talk to you later, Brewer fans. Stay safe and stay healthy.